All right, what is going on, people? El Disciples, pro wrestling fans. It's your man, LD, back at it again with his partner in crime, producer Nick, breaking down another wonderful week in AEW pro wrestling. Nick, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm hanging out. Mm-hmm. You missed the show tonight. You, you had a little, uh, you, were, you were working a gig. What, what was the musical act you 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 were co-checking for? What's your, what's your uh, I, I, Not until October. It's still a little too hot for co-check, but I work at a music venue around here. It's called the Franklin Music Hall. It's a pretty big 2,500 cap venue. Um, I just, I do it as like a fun side job. Uh, so. Oh you, oh, you do this for fun. You do it as play. I do. I don't really make it much. Basis. I just do it like because I like it and I like going to concerts and stuff. So oh, it's okay. a great job, though. I, I was it. being sarcastic towards you, but honestly, the whole concert thing actually makes some sense. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, tonight we had Julian Baker, who is a wonderful singer songwriter. Um, boy or girl, Julian? Girl. I, uh, I wow. believe she's from girl Memphis. Julie. I believe she's from Memphis. Memphis I think she's Tennessee. I'm pretty sure blues. she's from Memphis. It's beautiful, beautiful singing voice. Honestly, music is very, very sad. Like bit of a downer. The music. Like I was like literally. You're a sad guy. You I was leaving. I was like, there's. I was like, my depression is just kicking in. I got to get out of here. You're like bit of a downer, this singer. Yeah, I was literally like, you're a bit of a downer here. Yeah, good time though. Beautiful, beautiful voice, beautiful act. Definitely, uh, definitely very. I would suggest. Uh, She has a band with Phoebe Bridgers as well, who's pretty popular. Oh well, I've heard that name before. And they have a band. They have like a super group together. Oh, what's it called? I forget. I forget what they're called. Mm, Like if it was a male act, you would have would have maybe remembered the name. I don't think that's true at all. I can't remember the name of it. Phoebe Bridgers is actually playing next Wednesday. Are you going to that show too? I'm not because the Killers are playing next Wednesday as well, and I'm going to where at the Franklin Music Hall. Ah, oh, damn! If I wasn't going to AEW next Wednesday, I would. I was going to say I could actually get you in, probably. I Wait, love uh, it. I, I, if my employer hears this, I cannot get you in. You will pay full price for tickets. I uh, that Killers are probably my bucket list concert right now since I've already seen Paul McCartney live. I have seen the Killers once. It was fantastic, and I'm yeah, they're great. I, I've watched a lot. That's probably the band that I've seen most. Uh, like I've watched their live performances the most on YouTube. Either them or Pink Floyd, but like Pink Floyd, it's obviously just uh, what's that? What's that big thing? Pulse, the Pulse show that they they famously did. You kind of are just watching that over and over. But before we get into uh, AEW Dynamite this week, I need to break down. The super card that I'm seeing, Nick. I, I honestly, I think this card beats all out that just happened. Yeah, it might. It might. LD for his birthday, he got tickets to AEW Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. It's going to be the biggest pro wrestling show in North or in uh, uh, the United States outside of the WWE since 1999. There's going to be 18,000 people going. I'm, uh, I will be attending with Nick's ex girlfriend, and the card right now is. Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. The crowd is going to be nuclear for that. Uh, MJF, like, uh, that's a big deal. You know, oh, we got man. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Long-awaited return. I had a Malachi Black shirt at the show tonight, actually. Oh, did you? W- wait, Malachi Black or Alistair Black, though? Which, which ver- like, was he wearing an AEW shirt or a WWE one? It was an AEW, I'm sorry. Oh, that's impressive. Though. It was very cool. I was thinking about buying one. Yeah. Um, but... Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Cannot wait to see the Malachi Black entrance in person. Then we've got FTR versus Darby Allen. And Sting! Uh, Nick, I get to see 67-year-old Sting. I love Sting, man. March around the, the ring and scare FTR. Cannot wait for that. Then we have a huge title match. 
the doctor, Britt Baker, DMD, is defending her title against Ruby Soho. That's, you know, that's a huge That's a good match. Yeah, it's a great match. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I mean, that that's is such a good, that's such a great match. dream match of the last like 15 years. Yeah, of that's wrestling. a great the match. The fact that I'm going to be there for that is, is insane. And then we also have Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley and the hometown kid, Eddie Kingston. That match is going to be awesome. And what I did not know is they are also uh, taping for Rampage that Friday. And what's what's crazy is, is that's going to be two hours, too. I'm not exactly sure how the production is going to go, but I'm going to see Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. That's an electric match. Mm-hmm. The Inner Circle, Jericho and Jake Hager versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. That'll be a great match. Get to see Jericho's entrance live. And then I get to see CM Punk's second wrestling match in, in nine years against powerhouse Hobbs of Team Taz fame. That's you. I mean, that's, yeah. that's giant. That's massive. Dude, and Arsenal's playing AFC Wimbledon in, in the League Cup earlier in that day. I'm going to go to a, a pub in Manhattan, enjoy the Arsenal game. What a day. What a Wednesday, LD, have shaping up next week. That is a, that's a hell of a Wednesday. That's a hell but of I mean, a that, weekday. Yeah. I mean, all jokes aside, that, that wrestling card is insane. You, yeah. you, when, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Absolutely. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's been, that's been the match that everybody's wanted yeah. for. Yeah. Oh, a uh, quick sidebar that just reminded me of a phenomenal. I, I love uh, something that Tony Schiavone, who I haven't always been the biggest fan of as an announcer, but he does this thing where like whenever somebody it, he doesn't do it all that often. But like when somebody hits a really big finisher in a big moment and then somebody kicks out and it's surprising, he'll always go, I mean, that's it. Right. That, that's the move. And I don't know why him just saying that's the move cracks me up. But all right, Nick, you missed tonight's show, as I said earlier. So I will be explaining tonight's dynamite to you, fielding your questions, giving you the what's what. I got it all written down uh, in terms of the order of events here. All right. Mm -hmm. So we started the night off with Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian. Adam Cole is over like you wouldn't believe. All right. Can I can I can I ask a question now? Sure. Am I allowed to not like Adam Cole? Because I think I, I hate the Bebe thing. I think well, his hair is stupid. I don't like his face. Like, I don't like anything about him. So that's good. You like, don't like the heel. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I just don't like him. Yeah, I, no, I don't like the cut of his jib. I don't give a fuck if it's a fucking, it's a, if it's a baby face, heel, baby face. I don't fucking care. I just don't like the cut of his jib. But, like, you don't want to see him get beaten up? I mean, I do, but they're going to keep, he's going to beat people up because he's a big signing and he's going to, you know. So you're what you're saying is that you're greatly looking forward to him getting beaten up. Yeah, I actually am falling for it completely. Fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say bozo. So you're gonna watch him win matches and get angry about it. I mean, would you? So, so, uh, you know, first off, make sure you save your next question of the week for the for the end of the whole show because I know we're we're gonna be you're gonna be giving me a lot of questions from this episode. But Adam Cole. You know, I, I don't have anything against him. I'm just saying this in terms of, like, I, I'm not the biggest Adam Cole guy in the sense that I haven't seen a ton of his stuff. Um, but, like, he is over, dude. The crowd went nuts from there at the Prudential Center up in Newark. Yeah, tonight. I, 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 I had seen that. Yeah. I was thinking of driving up if I wasn't going to go next week, honestly. But he, they had, like, 13,000 people there. And then the building exploded when he came yeah, out. That's a, that's a big building. It's where the Devils play. Yeah, for the, pre, uh, for the promo afterwards. Yeah, it, probably, like, the third biggest – 
uh, venue that AEW will have done so far uh, once we count it next week. But very good match. I love Frankie Kazarian. LD has fond memories of him being the next big thing in um, TNA back in the day. He's a hell of a worker. And also tonight I found out a little nugget that he was hired by the WWE for a month worked on Velocity, won every one of his matches, but then when they wanted him to cut his hair, he said no, quit, went back to Pro Wrestling Gorilla and just cut his hair of his own free will like two weeks later. I read that story today. That's very funny. Yeah. That is funny. Oh, also at the end, we got to get into your new Muhammad Hassan obsession. Um, But, but... Yeah, dude, I can't believe... All right, we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll deal with that in the next question of the week at the end of the show. Um, But up next, this is... This is literally pro wrestling at its finest. Nick, do you know who Fuego Del Sol is on AEW? Yeah. He's the Alabama luchador. Started mm-hmm. as a jobber, but the, I mean, he kind of is still a jobber, but the people yeah. love him. He lost to Miro semi-recently. He wanted a rematch to Miro. Him and Sammy Guevara were hanging out on Fuego Del Sol's new car that he bought uh, with his contract since he just went full-time at AEW. It was, it was, it was the perfect car because it was like a... It's just your mo- the most normal car you've ever seen, but it's like new. It was like a new uh, Sonata or something like that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, Honda, new, like, like, like new Honda Civic. Yeah, like something like yeah, that. like like you know, it's not like a piece of shit car. It's like a no, new just like car, a nice like, yeah, middle class. But, you know, the car. most bland car you can yeah. think of. I the minute I saw the car, I was like, oh, uh, by the end of this show, Mirror's gonna smash this. Car. And the car's getting smashed. Yeah. No, no, way better. Fuego del Sol. <laughs> Told Miro, if Miro gives him a title shot on Friday, Fuego del Sol is wagering his car against Miro. Oh, that's actually way funnier. That is way, because you know Miro's going to win, and then he's going to smash, smash the, the car. car. And that's way funny. Like, because like they've got this great thing where this man just got signed, and this is his first big purchase, a new car. And now he's he's wagering it. It's a pro wrestling match for pink slips. Like, like, like this is the, the snakes and yeah. green. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic. Then we had MJF come out. And MJF, dude, I read a great story recently or heard a comment uh, about how MJF, like, the fans don't cheer for MJF, even though he's so entertaining. They, they I actually him. do cheer for MJF, which but then he, again, it changes the Adam Cole thing, but I don't know. He, he came out. He called New Jersey the armpit of America. He's the from New Jersey. He's from, if I'm not, no, he's from Long Island. I was, yes, about, to say, exactly. I I was from, about to say, the, the announcers like speculate. One of them's like, isn't he from New Jersey? And they're like, no, no, technically Long Island. But dude, he did one of the best things I've ever seen. He's, he's wrestling Brian Pullman Jr. next week. Mm. And he starts talking about how he's a man of faith. I was, I was hoping he was going to start doing like some Shabbat Shalom Jewish stuff. But no, he's like, he oh, praying. he's like, that's why I'm going to talk. To Brian Pillman Jr.'s father. And he like looks up at the heavens with his hands like in prayer. And he's like, uh, listen here, loose cannon. And then he gets all mad. And he goes, ah, who am I kidding? And he looks down as if he's in hell. He goes, hey, Pillman, I'm going to kick your son's ass. And, and oh, dude, my God. The place started booing the hell out of him. It was awesome. It's a day. I think it's a bit of a, I mean, obviously, Pillman Jr.'s got to be okay with it. It's just a tough, it's a tough angle to work. Really makes MJ, it's a hard angle to work. Famously, Randy Orton uh, in storyline, obviously, this is a shot at the WWE, not Mr. Orton, but Randy Orton famously said to Rey Mysterio on SmackDown four months after Eddie died, why are you acting like Eddie Guerrero's in heaven, Eddie's in hell, Ray? 
that that certainly I think was was horrible. This I'll say like Brian Pillman did die 23, 24 years ago, and MJF's whole shtick is like like you know if this was uh, just uh, uh, Lance Archer saying this to him, I'd agree with you. But like MJF's whole thing is being the most despicable, despicable yeah, provocative. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I love MJF. Not even provocative, just the worst human being imaginable. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Pillman come out and interrupt him with a chair, chase him off. He's wearing a really cool like tie dye tiger shirt. I have to to give it up for the tie dye cool tiger shirt that, that Brian Pillman Jr. was wearing. You would have been a fan of it. Then we had a great match: Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus FTR. FTR wins. Dante Martin clearly AEW is uh, building him up as as uh, you know an excite. I think he's in the spot that like Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara were two years ago, where he's mm-hmm. getting a lot of attention and and they're giving him good play in matches he loses. Eventually, you know they'll start letting him build himself up into a real you know winner and a, and a real value. I think he's a big part of the future of the company, as we've said oftentimes. Next, we had a little segment about the Suzuki incident. Uh, Suzuki's music got cut off prematurely last last week, and AEW has rolled with it because the fans made a big deal because apparently his like theme song crescendos and they're like a kamehameha type sounding thing. That's not a, a racial joke because the man is Japanese. I, I forget what the thing builds to, but it sounds sort of like kamehameha. They, they've turned it into, into a storyline where Suzuki's very angry that that... John Moxley beat him in his hometown with the referee and then the fans and, the, and even the PA announcers on, on John Moxley's side. So next week we're getting Suzuki and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley in what is going to be a brutal brawl of a match. Up next, we had a Malachi Black surprise come out. He was then attacked over the guardrail by Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Senator Cory Booker's girlfriend. I think they're still dating, at least. They Not are. to get political. She like jumps on his back and stuff. Cody came out of the crowd, and this is like AEW trusts its fans more than the WWE. Which, which granted, they can because they're a smaller company. Dude, there was just no security, like like keeping fans back. These guys fought through the crowds through the crowd as soon as they got over the guardrail three kids came running through with like their cell phones out recording it being like yo and then the guys fought their way up the staircase and and i just saw a fan offer up his beer to malachi black who hit cody Rhodes over the head with it before dumping it on him and that's the sort of interaction that we all go to wrestling shows for you know Absolutely. what i mean Absolutely, yes sir reminded me of the old ecw arena back in the day when um the the uh, the fans used to bring weapons for the people to use. Famously, a kayak was used as was a Nintendo 64 as a weapon by, by ECW wrestlers. Very, very interesting fact. Is that 2300 this week? And we'll get there. Well, what, what was the other thing we said we'll get to at the end of the show? Oh, yeah, you know, Muhammad Hassan. That takes a big precedent over 2300 Arena. But next we had Jay Cargill versus... Oh, no, we, I'm sorry. We had uh, Dan Lambert come out and talk about how everybody... And AEW is like weighs a little bit and and like, you know, millennials and all this and that. It set up the Jericho versus uh, the men of the year match for next week. Then we had uh, Jay Cargill versus Layla Hirsch, the hometown girl. Great women's match. 
Very excited for the future of both of these women. I think they're going to have a big part to play in the rise of the AEW women's division. Cargill ended up uh, going over at the end. Smart, smart Mark Sterling took a took a suicide dive on the outside. The best. Certain that we're going to see a lawsuit or an injunction, uh, uh, an injunction filed of some kind. You know, mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Uh, then Punk got ambushed by Team Taz. Punk was on commentary for the entire first half of the night. Taz came out and started accusing CM Punk of stealing his job, which was actually very funny. Um, just just like they, as if Taz believes that CM Punk is going to be announcing every week on, on Dark and the, the shows that Taz does. But then Hook, Hook Taz kind of drew uh, Punk away from the, from the announce table. Big Willie Hobbs ambushes him from the back and just gives Punk a beating, setting up their big match that LD will be seeing next week. CM Punk's second match in nine weeks. It's exciting. Yeah. Taz, Punk, whose side are you on here, Nick? I know you fancy both of these men. Uh, I'll take Punk, but I do like Taz. Up next, we had Darby Allen versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears, he's doing this whole gimmick where he's like obsessed with chairs and causing pain, and he calls himself the chairman. He's got this like new new little entrance where he like sits on a chair in the dark and like a spotlight comes on him and then it's a bigger entrance. It makes him feel like a bigger star. I definitely think Sean Spears is a capable professional and a solid heel. So got got, got to be appreciative of his work and what he does. Uh, Darby Allen and him had a very good match. Uh, ended with one of Darby's insane suicide dives when. Uh, Sean Spears was propped up on the steel steps. Darby rolled him into the ring, then hit a coffin drop where he landed on Sean Spears' back. That's got to be a brutal bump for both men. I know Darby Allen doesn't weigh much, but but he's just jo- diving off the top. He takes level. the most brutal bumps, dude. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But FDR then came out and attacked Sting and Darby Allen. They gave they gave Sting a packaged pile driver. Sting's gonna wrestle next week, having just taken a packaged pile driver or I'm sorry, a spike pile driver this week. At his age, I just cannot imagine that's a very, you know, encouraged thing. Am I wrong here? Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what, do, you think Sting's, what do you think Sting's doctor is saying right now? Please stop. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's telling him, please. Well, then, Brian Danielson, he comes out. He challenges Kenny Omega. Did a very good job of, of getting under Kenny's skin and kind of getting into his pride, convincing him to take a non-title match next week. That is going to be absolutely insane. Um, I, I, there's a chance, like, like I don't know, some people are going to be worried. I'm sure that they're, like, blowing their load. But, I mean, the match isn't for the title. People are still going to pay to see this match on, on pay-per-view, I think. You obviously still have Punk to wrestle Kenny Omega. And I'm just very excited to see this matchup with 18,000 people next week. I just think the environment is going to be insane. I was explaining it to your ex-girlfriend who's coming with me to the show that because she doesn't understand any. I kept texting her tonight being like, oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. I really equated it to it's like an insane concert in the sense that, like, the, the, the crowd is going to be part of the main draw of this show, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it is like I, I would not disagree with likening wrestling matches to concerts. Well, just more of like a big card, like like yeah, no, uh, even if you're at a fun, even if you're at, you know, every Eagles game is going to kind of have, you know, if the team's bad or good, you know, we're getting blown out or blowing somebody out. Obviously, there's some room, to, but, but like a week two game against Dallas 
you know, one year is going like, like you can replicate that over and over again is kind of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, it's well, sure. It's one thing to be at a famous playoff game, but even then it's not really because of the crowd. It's more of what's happening at the field. Whereas I feel like similar to, you know, uh, Pink Floyd doing posts uh, to, to what I referenced earlier, like wrestling cards can be very famous based on the crowd being absolutely on fire. You know, I agree with that. Yes. Then our main event, we had a tag team match between 2.0 uh, and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley had a very cool tag team finishing move they used to won- win the match. I'd really like to see Eddie Kingston and John Moxley be used more as a tag team. I think I think add- so, too. I think they match really well. They match really well. I think it adds a lot of meat onto the bone of the tag team division right now. I also really like 2.0. I think they're wildly entertaining. And also, this Friday, on uh, we have kind of a loaded uh, – um, rampage because we have um i forget what the women's match oh no yeah we have anna jay coming back to take on the bunny and then we have uh the lucha brothers are defending their tag titles for the first time against the recently returned butcher and the blade the butcher came out weeping on an aew dark recently because the crowd went nuts for them and he's been away recording for uh, as i lay dying so it was his first time doing every time i die show post Every time I die. Post-COVID and like the, the thing got to him. But then we're also seeing Miro versus Fuego del Sol with a man's car on the line against the title. And and that this this might be the best stipulation since the Dominic Guerrero uh, ladder match. Which, by the way, in storyline, he was Eddie's son, no matter like like biologically. So that's kind of funny now that he's like a serious wrestler wrestling with his not real dad, according to storyline. But Nick, why don't you, uh, we'll get into Muhammad Hassan after, after the question of the week. Why don't you give me your question of the week and then we'll, we'll tackle your recent fascination with one of wrestling's most interesting stories. Um, so I went to see Ring of Honor, which I know you're a fan of, or you were a fan of when we were younger. Yes. And um, they had what was called the Pure Wrestling Championship. Mm-hmm. They wrestled what was called the Pure Wrestling Championship. And it was truly something that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, can you explain to me how that worked? Because I just kind of watched it and was like, I don't know what I just watched. That, well, the Pure like, Wrestling title, to be honest with you, Bozo, it got it got fused with the ROH title at one point when Nigel McGuinness had the belt, I believe. Um, they fused it when when he had the Pure title and Brian Danielson had the world title. So I had also, just really quickly, I had seen like some of the names of guys. I had done some research on it because it's it's not like wrestling that I know you normally see. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks more like like collegiate wrestling, but yeah, it's, it's, like amateur you know, wrestling. it's like amateur wrestling. And also... Um, it also is, I was looking at like the names of people who've held it. It's like AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Brian Daniels, like a lot of like names were on there of like guys who have held it. It's obviously pretty prestigious. Well, you know, a lot of technical wrestlers, uh, make their way up the doors at ROH, but uh, to be honest, I can't give you the whole, how those matches work right now. Cause I haven't seen a pure wrestling match since before the title got canceled. And obviously it's been brought back now, but yeah, uh, ROH uh, also, uh, when they debuted, they had the like code of honor which was a big part of the ring of honor thing and it was all like like they didn't have like interference and like a and a foreign object was not used for like six years in roh and when it was it was like a huge deal you know what i mean yeah it was a pretty it was a pretty cool promotion i um 
I, I mean, like they it. lost a lot of their steam once NXT became a big thing. They were like the original NXT. I mean, I'll never like that. That's why it's so funny when guys leave WWE and go to ROH and they get the whole, you know, WWE guy tag. Like, oh, you're, they're signing all these ex WWE guys. Like, well, who's a WWE guy? Because Seth Rollins, Claudio Castagnoli went on to become Cesaro. Like, all these guys were wrestling in ROH together at one point. You know what I mean? Like, that's interesting. But yeah, they had, I mean, Jake Atlas was there. He was an NXT guy. I mean, I'm trying to think of like guys that I remembered. Um, that's I, Jake Atlas was like the only guy. Do they have anybody on the card standing up for uh, Muslim American uh, discrimination in America post 9 11? Not like, not like they did in 2001 or 2002. I don't know when that, that, that was. The Nick, it was like 2004 or five, bro. It, it was like years. It was very late after 9-11. So I'm just going to get this out of the way. I, I so for those of you who don't know, we are talking now about Muhammad Hassan. He was a pro wrestler in 2004, 2005. The WWE tried to capitalize on... Um, just like the war on terror, I guess. Like I, I think it was. I think. I think maybe Iraq was happening then. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. No. Like you know. Uh, I mean. I don't know. We 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 were, no, we like, were over there for a long time. Muhammad Hassan, who's played by like an Italian man. Not yeah, like, I was gonna say. I want to make it very clear. Muhammad Hassan is Italian. Yeah. Like here and like like I want to make that clear. Like it's not like oh he he was an Arab. Who moved, like no, this man was not like this man. No, he's just like, an, he's he's like, a like look guy. up his name. His name was like Joey like Palagosi. Like, just like, like you know how like Italian people are tan sometimes. Yeah, he, just, like, he was just like an Italian Italian person. Yeah, and and honestly, here's here's where I'll give to, like pro wrestling and Hollywood some some leniency with like racial stuff. Is like sometimes we'll be doing a story about like a a you know a a, a big like like they they did the live action Mulan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, well, that actor is Japanese, and they had him in a in a Chinese movie." Like that's yeah, that's yeah. I get what you're saying. Well, at the end of the day, are you saying that like you're, you're gonna come like you know? Oh, sorry, Taiwanese and Singapore actors, you can only play people that are in movies about your small land. Like that's not fair. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah, I agree. And so, like you know, but it's not like oh, Musa Muhammad's. Uh, it's Hassan. like we're both white guys. If they were like, play somebody that's Irish, I'd do it. Oh no, of course. But like, you know saying? like Hassan like, was not like a Pakistani man they were trying no. to pass off as Iraqi. He's from Syracuse. Yeah, um, like like Syracuse, New York. Not Syracuse. From Syracuse, New York, built from Detroit, Michigan. His real name is Mark Copani. That's what I'm t- like a, a, <laughs> a, a really Italian name, you know? Oh, yeah. So so they built up Mohammed Hassan, the whole thing. Like, here's the thing. This was going to be one of those guys that the WWE brought in, like, Brock Lesnar style. This man was not a crazy specimen, but, like, they were going to bring him in and push him to the moon. Give him the title. He was supposed to beat The Undertaker for the WWE title. <laughs> yeah, from 2004 to 2005. I just have, like... A yeah, the man was, like, undefeated. He was on that. a run. And his whole gimmick was that, like, Muslims have been being treated meanly since 9-11. And that made him a bad guy. That's but, so like, here's crazy. what's crazy is, is again... I'm going to give the WWE and Hollywood some slack here in terms of like racial profiling. It's like, you know, Indiana Jones back in the day, we, we had that, that, that Sultan with the sword and the, you know what I mean? It was yeah. the, the guy who got shot by like, like, you know, the iron Sheik. that's like a caricatures are in the nature of pro wrestling, you know? Yeah. I mean, a character, I mean, when, yeah, when, yeah. They made, when they made the, the, the Mexicals, a group of lazy Mexicans who drove around on John Deere tractors like that, that's going too far. Exactly. You know, but like an evil Russian 
who wants to continue the Cold War in 2008. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah, yeah I love pro wrestling. The guy. Pro yeah. wrestling has had so many. What's What's really a shame is that the Nazis in pro wrestling got cut off in like 19 like the 70s. Back in the 70s, there used to be guys like Baron von Rutschke who'd come out and like count capes doing the goose step. That's pro. Oh, wrestling. that's yeah. That just doesn't play anymore. No, no. But 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 that's what I'm saying with with Muhammad Hassan. Like if they just wanted to make him like a jihadist. You know what I mean? Like, if they just wanted to have him come in and be like, I hate America, that's how I've been taught my whole life, death to all of you, that's one thing. Let's put that in a corner over here. Instead, they had him debut and be like, I'm evil because after 9-11 happened, people were mean to me just for being Muslim, even though I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, well, that's kind of just describing bullying. Didn't he He had a guy translate for him as well. Sean Devore, yes. Okay, I was gonna say. But but but, and again, remember, this is an Italian man. This is an Italian guy. Oh my god! At least very tan. I mean, at least they also what language? Well, Arabic. Okay. Yeah, it was Persian. I just learned. But but here's the other. Could you imagine if they just had him speaking gibberish? By the way, like if they didn't have him saying lines in Persian and he was just coming out being like blah blah blah. Anyway, um, but. Here's like the crazy part is again, like, like they could have made this man like an anti-hero even like, like in TV, you could have made a character that's like you, you know, I've been bullied so far that now I'm evil, whatever. And then layers, it could have been cool, whatever. WWE was just like, this man was bullied because of 9-11 and now in the middle of his matches, and I cannot stress this enough, masked jihadists will come running like, like this man in the middle of his matches like 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 a scene from Baghdad circa 2002 would happen men in camo pants and ski masks and turbans would come running down and like like with machetes and box cutters like like come on WWE and and here's the best part is again this man was picked for superstardom the WWE wanted to send him to the moon his whole career came crashing down because the WWE had him and a bunch of these masked Taliban insurgent fighters that I've been describing kidnapped The Undertaker. And that episode of SmackDown that they taped aired the same day that the London bombings happened in 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 London, which I want to make this clear. I do not know much about these, these London subway bombings, but the Taliban or Al Qaeda, one or the other, or you know, or ISIS, some bad mamma jammas in the Middle East, mm-hmm. blew up subways in London, and then people in London went home and turned on their TVs, and they saw a bunch of what was clearly presented as, you know, terrorists, terrorists, the, yeah, know, extremists, yeah, kidnap. The Undertaker, which, by the way, only in pro wrestling could it be, oh, my God, these these gosh darned Arabs that are declaring war on America, they just kidnapped the the dead. Oh, no, you froze. About here, you know what I mean? Wait, 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 you froze. Uh, You said they just you you froze. So you said they just kidnapped Biker Undertaker. The, the idea was that, yeah. like, it was Muslim, like, like Al-Qaeda versus a dead person who has been reincarnated and it's mystical dark powers. And, like, you know, it's like, gosh darn it, The Undertaker's red, white, and blue and USA, baby. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I have two things. One, maybe that's why The Undertaker, maybe this whole incident is why The Undertaker is a racist asshole in real life. And, uh, is he? I don't yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. Um. This is uh, he, 
This is a fucking classic line. As a wrestler, he is best known as his, for his appearances in the World Wrestling Entertainment from 2004 to 2005, where he portrayed an Arab American under the ring name Muhammad Hassan, which is just two na- two like Middle Eastern names that they just combined together. They mailed it in on that one. But well, Muhammad is is the most common the most name popular, in the world, common name in the world. I don't want to have to quote super bad here. But. Yeah. All right. His career came to an abrupt end when a controversial terrorist angle conceded with the set. With the July 7, 2005 London bombings, you, leading the television network UPN to pressure WWE to remove Kapani's character from television. He stopped wrestling and became an educator. Good for him. It's only 39. Well, when I Googled uh, Undertaker racist, first thing that came up was Snoop Dogg Undertaker uh, combined for campaign to, to tackle American racism. And I just got to say, like... I, that's the team to do it right there. Snoop Dogg and the under. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be crass or speak out of turn here, but I feel like Black America loves the Undertaker. I, I don't think that that's incorrect. I just, uh, I, I'll send you some pictures of the Undertaker. Um, it was a shame when Meek Mill used the Undertaker's theme song and his clapback about against Drake that was so bad that it got deleted from the internet. You know. Yeah, that is a tough. You're a big Drake guy. Who who won? Drake Kanye. Well, how how that battle end up? Um, I mean, I it's always Drake. I mean, Drake is a better commercial artist than Kanye is. He always will be. He always has been. And uh, I mean, I, I I thought the Donda was great though. I really don't want to take any credit away from Donda. I thought it was a, a pretty beautiful project. Um, there's some oh, great. Songs. I saw a great video on Twitter today that was just like, man, this one man's talking about being a certified lover boy and about getting women pregnant and about being rich. This guy, oh, that is um, dead that... mom and Jesus Christ. Like, wh- why are we even comparing these two things? I saw that video. Yeah, it's very funny. But all right, I guess that does it for this week's episode. I'm not sure if we're doing one next week. We might do a Thursday episode. Maybe I'll try to record some thoughts when I get back to my hotel room after the paper, you know, not the pay-per-view, but the big show. We'll see. Thank you guys for joining us yet again, and uh, you'll hear from us soon. Probably probably doing an NFL podcast for the end of the week. Might be having an El Disciple on the podcast. So that's a big uh, carrot for you all to chase, I suppose. Be a big enough El Disciple one day you get on the podcast. There you go. That works. It's like when um, it's like when uh, cam girls do a fuck a fan. Same thing. I, I, I don't know that was the thing, and I don't want to equate it to that. But thank you. Anyway. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>